your hair, you know, at least this is the way that I feel. I feel like it can really make or break my self-esteem. <laughs> and um, I do tie a lot of my personal identity to my hair and the way that it looks. A community is a unified body of individuals sharing something in common. Over a quarter of a million people call Madison, Wisconsin their home. Have you ever wondered about the secret to Madison's vibrant and unique community? Well, I have the answer for you. Workers. This segment features the working voices who undeniably strengthen and brighten Madison's community on the daily. I am Riley Cutright, and this is Madison's Backbone. This week on Madison's Backbone, we dive a little deeper into Megan's world as a hairstylist. We discuss what doors can open for an individual once they get their cosmetology license, how to handle hair in a respectful and cleanly way, and the myth that being a people person is a prerequisite for this profession, and more. People's hair is like very strongly tied to their identity. I mean, do you feel like you see that being true with the clients that you have? Absolutely. And, you know, that's probably one of my favorite parts about doing hair. I think that your hair, you know, at least this is the way that I feel. I feel like it can really make or break my self-esteem. <laughs> and um, I do tie a lot of my personal identity to my hair and the way that it looks. And I think that if someone, someone were to come up to me and sh- shave my head, you know, I would be <laughs> I would be very distraught. <laughs> And I think that, you know, helping people to be able to express themselves with their hair is just an amazing feeling, Um, especially I I really like doing a lot of um, kind of creative cuts and color. So being able to give that to people is really great. I think also um, one thing that's really cool about my job is I get to just meet so many different people and just really, you know, you have maybe they're in your chair for 45 minutes, maybe they're there for a couple hours. You get to really chat with them, pick their brain. And not everybody wants to talk, and that's awesome too. But some people, you really just get to learn a lot about them. And you will ask them about their work, and you get to like learn a lot about all these different random careers, which I think is really cool too. Would you say that you're a people person? <laughs> I would say I'm a cat person. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I like people, but I also consider myself to be very introverted. So I definitely will be kind of like socially drained at the end of the day. But I do really love just chatting with people and getting to know people too. Yeah. So you're saying that you don't have to be extremely extroverted to be a hairdresser. So for all of the people who are maybe considering a career shift, you don't have to be an extrovert to work this job. If this is an interest for you, you can just pursue it. Yeah, I I definitely don't think you need to be an extrovert. I mean, I'm I'm most certainly not an extrovert. I do think that you need to have a certain level of social skills and you need to have a definitely a level of social awareness, especially um, there's just, you know, sometimes people don't want to be super chatty in the chair. And I think it's good to be able to kind of hone in on that and figure out who wants to chat and who doesn't. And for the ones that do want to chat, like you, you got to be able to engage with them and kind of build that relationship. But I think that if you're introverted, you can definitely do it. 
Do you think that you and other professionals in your area of work get enough credit or enough recognition from people in the community? I definitely feel like I don't feel like I need necessarily more recognition or anything. But I think one thing that's kind of interesting is um, I don't know if people realize how much goes into the job and how much knowledge and expertise you need to be like really good at what you do. You know, you'll see stylists at all these different price points, and that's it's typically priced based on experience and skill. But really, like, there's a lot of knowledge that goes into that because, for example, when we graduate from school, like, you will learn a lot of things at school, and you'll you'll learn, you know, the basics and how to do stuff. But you don't graduate knowing everything. In fact, you graduate knowing very little. Really, school, they're preparing you for your state boards to get your license, and a lot of that is focused on safety and sanitation because um, you are working with the public, you are working with people's bodies, and um, obviously there's legal requirements that go along with that, but it's in everybody's best interest for like the safety and sanitation to be down. Um, but a lot of the skill things that comes from continued education and Um, learning from people who know more than you and just really like taking the time to hone those skills and that's not something that happens overnight and I think that I don't know if people realize how much goes into that and especially with color like there's so much science to it and color theory and science of you know how the hair shaft is built and (laughs) your hair can you know I've seen hair fall apart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, we, we try to do test strands on any major um, color corrections or anything like that. But like <laughs> if you if you don't know what you're doing, you can really you can really mess up hair like hair is not as strong as people maybe think it is. It's it's kind of a delicate balancing act. So that's why sometimes you'll hear people say, like, if your stylist says your hair can't handle it, you need to believe them because there there are sometimes situations where you, you really got to know what you're doing, especially with color. How much time did you spend being educated? So I'm actually licensed for cosmetology. Um, and there's a lot of things that fall under that umbrella. So we do get trained in hair, skin, and nails. We learn a little bit about barbering. We learn a little bit about waxing and facials and um, nails. And we get licensed in all of that. So when you have people who are an esthetician, they're more specially focused on skin and waxing and all of that great stuff and then same with nails like somebody who is licensed only to do nails obviously isn't licensed to do the other stuff but their their program focuses a lot and really specializes in on those specific um, different techniques that they go more in depth on so if I wanted I like I could legally go work somewhere where I'm waxing people because my my license covers that cool but you just choose to do hair because that's what you like doing the most yeah hair is really my my focus and my passion how much do you think that your work impacts the general public of Madison as a whole I like to think that my clients are out there walking around feeling good about themselves and I think that you know each individual person can make an impact Um, especially when they're feeling happy and confident. And that's all I can really hope for. (laughs) Do you have any tips on getting hired for someone who just got their license? 
Well, I would recommend looking at some different salons in the area that you want to work and really kind of um, look at what they offer in terms of services and kind of see if those are the things that you're interested in doing. Go spend some time just shadowing in some different places. When I was looking for a job, I was still in school when I started shadowing. If you're able to do it that way, I would highly recommend. A lot of times they're more than happy to let you come by for part of a day and just kind of watch somebody. I think that there's a lot you can learn even just by doing that. And it'll really give you a good feel for the environment of the salon and kind of what a a day might look like there. I think that can be very beneficial in terms of apprenticeship. I know not every salon offers that as an option, so just do a little research, look at some some of the salons that you maybe are familiar with and just see if they offer that program. And I, I can't give much advice on that because I, I don't know too much about the apprenticeship route, but I would say um, I'm sure they also would be more than happy to let you shadow. I think I, I could definitely not recommend that highly enough, just shadowing places. And then do you have any advice for someone who is maybe starting their first job in the salon? I would say the best thing that you can do is just find people that you can learn from. So if you just got hired at a salon, really pay attention to the experienced stylist at that salon and try to get as much knowledge as you can from them because there's so much growth to happen in this industry. And I think that there's things that everybody can learn. Um, But especially just starting out, like that knowledge is so important. And I think that, you know, you can feel like sometimes you're you're growing every day if you're really like taking in all of that information. So you've heard it here first on Madison's Backbone, what it is like working as a hairstylist in Madison. And thanks for tuning in to the 6 p.m. local news. We'll see you next time. And if no one has thanked you today, thank, thank you. you.